Welcome to Good Luck High Five, a podcast about Magic the Gathering. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we've got Magic News, which we've got some cool stuff to talk about, most notably the Pro Tour. That's right. It happened. It happened all over the internet. Yes. And, and in real life. Atlanta. <laughs> and all yes. over the city of Atlanta. <laughs> the Pro Tour spread for many miles across the highways of Georgia. Like a fl- flood. Like a flood. Of magic. A mana flood. Ooh, that, that's sad. That is sad. But also... Anyways. Yeah, so we're going to also go into depth about the Pro Tour. We're going to talk about the top decks that people played there, what was best, what was worst, what was mediocre. <laughs> yeah, what was not worth mentioning. Yeah. We'll mention it one time, and then we're going to gloss done. right over we're it. done. We will stop talking about it right at that point. So if you're looking for, like, what should I play at FNM? What should I play on Arena? Hey, we'll let you know. That's right. Uh, we're also going to have none other than the Pirate Boys, the Pirate Boys. in here. Um, Greg Michael, uh, Matt Sicking Johnson, and Sam Islandfelt, Rookie of the Year last rookie year, of the uh, year this past year. Boop, 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 boop. That's right. They're going to come in and tell us about their time on the PT this past weekend because they yeah. were all three there. Yeah, and if you don't know the Pirate Boys, get ready to know them. They're great guys. Yep. And they've been on our show before, and their insight in the Pro Tour and what it's like to actually go there and play and grind and finally get an invite and all that is really cool. Yeah. So I hope you stick around and listen to what they have to say about it. But before we do that, we have a couple of, thing- of things to thank. <laughs> Uh, we have a couple you know, of things i really want to just stop and give a shout out thing. to tables you know thank a thing every day in your life exactly look at you know look at something that's being really mm. useful and be like just thank it thank goodness like uh you know spoons oh thank goodness for spoons can you imagine a world where you ate soup with a knife no it, that's how it used to be. I think that I would tip, like, why would you, if there were no spoons, do you jump to knife or do you just like, <laughs> like use your bowl or you just like drink it like a I bowl as a giant cup? That's the way history was. There were no You're spoons right. that were invented. People had to use knives. Okay. It was a dark, dark time. Yes. That's why they call them the dark ages. Yeah, exactly. Because the people were using knives and often in lieu of spoons. Cut themselves, Ow. you know, on their Campbells. Rough. Just think but, about that. We also have to thank people. And the people that we want to thank, first off, are you, the patrons of the show. People that have gone over to patreon.com slash GLHF magic and pitched as little as $1.25 an episode our way. Um, That's five bucks a month. And it keeps the lights on in here because otherwise the video would not work. No. It keeps the soundboard operating because the soundboard is union and it demands that we pay it. And that it has its union breaks. Yeah. Which we respect. We do. Because it deserves those things. It does. Um, so thank you to everyone that is helping keep the show alive by being a patron over at Patreon. Yeah, thank you as well to Card Kingdom. You can head over to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF and request a sticker and anything you order and you get an awesome Good Luck High Five sticker with your stuff. Awesome customer service, really great battle decks, yes. rookie decks, sparring, sparring, sparring decks. decks. We'll have another video up on our YouTube yeah. channel this week of another pair of their sparring decks, which is their pre-con brawl decks that yeah, you can use. Great. So there's 60 card singleton decks with a general, which is kind of like a commander. Um, all of the cards in your deck match match their color identity. So a couple of weeks ago, we had a sick green, black slime foot deck. Draw, brawl. Yes. And we had a blue, black Atrata deck. Yeah. And those were a lot of fun. So we've got another one of those coming up for you this Wednesday. Plus 
Also, always over on our YouTube yes. channel on Mondays are our board game reviews. Just yesterday, we posted Clank in, in space. space. If you've ever played, this is specifically about the expansion, but I've never even played Clank in space. Yes, but or it seems, the original Clank. Yeah, right. It seems like a great game for magic people. Yes, because there's some el there's like a yeah. whole lot of different elements that are all very dynamic. Uh, but you can hear all about that expansion over on the YouTube channel today yeah and underneath our videos of course our merch for our glhf team more news about yes. this stuff i'm wearing the hoodie right now and oh my gosh the hoodie is great look at these thumb holes look at those also you may be like hey have i seen that hoodie before the answer is if you were watching the pro tour this <laughs> you weekend sure did. you sure did um, Kai Buddha showing he still knows how to play a gosh yeah. darn game of magic. I hope you checked off that bingo box on your bingo card. Yes. Uh, what we what was it called? Like old school players still got it. Yep. Boop. Kai check. was like, all right. But we'll talk more about that in our upcoming Pro Tour yes. recap segment. For right now, what's up? <laughs> your weekly update of magic news that's right we've got all of the bullet points of magic news yeah. so that you don't have to read those tedious Oof. more words who wants to read words am i right oh man words I'm, i only write them for a living i'm just i'm just playing with by the way these awesome buttons that we got in recently yes Quick they're amazing note. scott made these for us they've got our emotes on them from twitch they've got our hand logo our face logo yes and if you like win prizes from us like we have our gleam giveaway every month yes. we'll be sure to put these in the prize package if you see us around at events maybe we'll have a couple and you yeah. can you can have one there's also a little gremlin one they're so cute it's got some ether on its snoot because yeah. it's been it's been putting its, it's snoot in ether yeah eating it we've got squirrel um, one we got a cute one with a gnarlet on it oh, great yeah so thank you to scott for making these they're really awesome they are all great but news news okay what's our first topic megan luis salvato is player of the year congratulations luis that was uh determined by a playoff this past thursday heading into the pro tour he headed off against seth manfield wow what a match yes uh what matches what matches yeah what matches of magic they were they played in a weird format yes it was a best of one format where you had to win four games or yeah best Best of seven, best of ones. What am I trying to say? Best of seven, seven single eliminations. Seven best of ones. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you had to submit four different decks. Okay. And you had to win, this makes sense, best of seven, a game with every single one of your decks that you brought. Oh my goodness. You got that a, is mind boggling. You had to, you got a free mulligan, one free mulligan. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, most of the decks were very aggressive. Yeah. Because apparently that's best and best of one. That you makes less sense. Variance. Yeah. And there was one I just got control, I think, that Luis brought. But yeah. it was like mono blue tempo, mono white aggro, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty spicy. Yeah, that's wild. But, uh, so congratulations to Luis Salvato. What a story that was this wow. past year. Yes. Because Seth Manfield was uh, leading the field. Yep. Well, he, Reed Duke was reading, Reed leading was the there. field yeah. for a while. But then Seth Manfield caught up, overtook him, and Reed and Luis were chasing Seth kind of through like the last couple of GPs of the season yeah. after pro tour 25th anniversary. And Luis caught up to him at like the literal last event that he possibly, he possibly could have. could and tied. Yes. Yeah. Which all led up to this playoff this past weekend. So congratulations to him. Like, 
what, Amazing. What a nice guy, too. I got, yeah. a, I got a chance to talk to him uh, at the Pro Tour, and it was very funny to hear his story where he was like, so he won a Pro Tour this season. Yeah. You kind of got it to be in the mix for yeah, player, of, player the of the year. You get so many points. Um, and he was like, no, I wasn't even thinking about it then. And then somebody was like, hey, did you know that you're near the top for player of the year? And then I was like, yeah, I guess I am. And he went on a round-the-world journey for several months playing in Grand Prix to try to get enough points, sleeping on people's couches. He didn't know where he was going to stay. He didn't know what decks he was going to play. He just went because he was like, you know what? This might be the only time in my life I'm going to be able to chase this title. And he got there. Dang. Talk Isn't about chasing cool? a dream. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was really neat. And you're just like, do you know what? I need to see if I can do this. It's like, you know... Why not? Like, I'm going to give Why myself not? the best chance of accomplishing it. Yeah. That's really amazing. Yeah. And I love it. It's, just, it's a really cool story. So congratulations to Luis Silvato, our player of the year. Absolutely. Maria, what's up next on the news docket? All right. Well, as we said, we're going to delve deeper into this later in the episode. That's a magic term. Uh, but our winner of the Pro Tour. <laughs> delve? Yeah. I'll, that's also like a normal sentence. Sure. Sure, Megan. Sure it is. Oh, <laughs> Am I going crazy? <laughs> is Delph a is real Delph word? Is Delph a real word? Is it just a magic term? I don't... Anyways. Anyway. Go for it. Our, pre, our pro tour champion is none other than Andrew Ellenbogen. Andrew Ellenbogen is a Midwestern player. Um, he played in the Minnesota area for a while while yes. he was going to college here. And now he's been playing in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. Um, and is very well known around the Midwest. He's been a very good player for a, a long, long while now. Um, but I think still kind of just like off of people's radars. Yeah. It can kind of happen in the Midwest because we don't have as many events here, like in the middle of the country. Yeah. People are like, Ohio, that counts as in the Midwest. And it's like, no, Columbus is like 15 hours from here. <laughs> That's not the same place. It's no. not the way that like Philadelphia is basically the same thing as New York. Right. Don't send me hate mail for that Look one. At, okay. We are just as biased about the coast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, like, right? People are like, yeah. It's a the Midwest is a big place, and things can kind of get lost in here. Yeah, I lost uh, I lost a button about five years ago. Still haven't been able to find You're it. Never finding it somewhere under Wisconsin. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but congratulations to him. Also, yes, he's lots been of congratulations to Seth. He's been grinding for so long. I've yes. seen him at a ton of tournaments. He had three Grand Prix top eights, so he's no slouch. It's not yeah. like completely out of nowhere. And he had played six hundred Grand Prix matches. Oh my goodness. Before That's getting so many. Eight. Yeah. He, for a long time, like back when we first met, met him, yeah. which was like probably six years ago or something like that, yeah. he was, he would only play Tron. Yes. He played green, red Tron. And it was foiled. Yes. In modern. That was the only thing that he played. And I think that was his first Grand Prix top eight. Yeah. And then eventually in modern, he swapped over to playing affinity. So like, I've mostly known him as a modern player, yeah. I think. Um, and he like only plays affinity in modern. Only right robots now. in every, in all, in every exactly. modern deck for in Andrew. All, in all the formats. Yeah. It was um, cool to hear him talk to. And um, he, where he was like, you know, I never thought I would be here. I never thought I was good enough to make a top eight. Yeah. And here I am, and I'm playing against one of my heroes in the finals. He played Luis Scott Vargas, which yeah. was, was pretty cool. But yeah, man, you are good enough. Right? And I have to say, like, when, when I found out, I was like, I'm so proud of him. And also, I'm not surprised. No. Because I get it. Everyone has a lot of self-doubt when it comes to yourself, right? It's yeah. like, I don't I don't know that I'm ever that good. But it's like, knowing it, it's like, I believed that he yeah, was that good. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is not surprising to me that he... Ha you know, has what it takes to top eight a pro tour. 
um, and then take the whole thing down, which is super awesome. Yeah, really cool stuff there. Yeah. What's up next, Megan? Um, there are some format changes coming to the mocks. Ooh. The most important thing, the big one of the biggest changes is that there are format challenges, um, which you can play in addition to there's also obviously like the constructed the competitive leagues. Yes. Um, which lead into different playoffs. But now there's these format challenges and there's going to be competitive popper. Wow. So there will be a competitive popper league and there will be popper challenges so that is now going to be a legitimate way to potentially qualify for the mocks that's that is that is surprising and wild and really cool yeah it is um they're also phasing out 1v1 commander is one of those things sad uh, but the biggest one that i think that people the headline that people want yeah. to know and need to know popper. is competitive popper coming to you at your home on the internet like so many things are if you don't know what the mox is it stands for the magic online championship series which is just another big tournament that wars of the coast runs that has a pretty big prize pool attached to it yeah every year and um yeah so and also you can use these points to help you get to the pro tour yeah so you could Get to the Pro Tour by winning enough popper events. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. So for people who in the past have been like, hey, I don't really keep track of the mocks or that sort of stuff because popper is my jam. And right now, like, it's not a valid avenue for me as a competitive popper player. Head on over there. Check out those changes because now it is. Hey, and we did a primer on popper, by the way. Yeah, we did. You can can watch us shivering in the snow. I was so cold. Like, please go watch the intro, at least, to our Popper Primer, because it involves me in a tiny vest and hat. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot that part. Shivering. I was so cold. And I'm wearing a top hat. Yes. Maria's very fancy. I'm the legacy player or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. A vintage. Who knows? But likewise, you can use those formats to qualify the Pro Tour. Yes. Also those ones. But, you know, (laughs) we're talking about the non ritzy stuff down down over here. Yeah. And then just a final last note, very cryptically, (laughs) Wizards announced that on December 6th, there's going to be a big announcement. So once again, it's an announcement of an announcement. Yes. And here we are announcing the announcement of the announcement. So we're really contributing to the problem. (laughs) December 6th. Get ready for it. You'll hear things. What things? No one knows. boys on in here to talk about their experience at the PT. We're going to give you just a little bit of a debrief on the situation in general. The yes, situation. The situation. The situ- There's been a situation in Atlanta, Georgia. The situation was the Pro Tour happened. It was the largest individual Pro Tour in the history of Magic the Gathering. Whoa! 510 players came to battle. That's a heck of a lot of players. Yeah, and normally the first Pro Tours are the largest, um, yeah. but that being said, it's still bigger than any other one ever. That's pretty cool. So you needed a very good record to make it to the yeah. top eight. Um, speaking of that top eight. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's these deck lists. Let's kick off with the top eight. These deck lists. Okay, so the big story of the top eight was drum roll. Pl- I just said drum roll pl- please and just hit my pen off into my face. Okay, drum roll please. It was mono red Mono red, That's Maria, get out of here! I'm so tired. Get out of here, mono white aggro. Aggro was the name of the game. Six of the yes. eight decks in the top eight were basically mono white aggro, or yes. they were Boros aggro. Aggro, and then there were only two outliers. 
pretty pretty wild. Yeah, I guess they are red white. I looked at them and mostly I see white when I look at I these. I mean, they they are a lot of times yeah. they only have red in the main because they're going to splash it in the sideboard. Yeah, which is for uh sometimes experimental, experimental frenzy. frenzy. I see also in here a bane fire. Yeah. And Aurelia sometimes. A response resurgence. Yeah. Um yeah, so Six of eight. That is a heck of a lot. It was the deck to bring. The people who brought this deck called it correctly. Yeah. And I think this was a metagame shift that people saw with the last mocks that yeah. happened online. And they're like, ooh, this is a new hotness. And to be honest with you, I was singing on Arena. Yeah. You know, people, I, tell, I told people this as a pro tour and they like looked at me like I was crazy, but I'm being for real. I think Arena is pushing the metagame to be faster and turnover faster than it has in the past. Yeah. And I saw that this deck... Namely, the, the Boros build that had heroic reinforcements in the main yeah. was being played and was very popular online. It was very good. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I definitely have played a couple against a couple of people who played heroic reinforcements. Yeah. And I was like, where is this coming yeah. from? All of a sudden, there it is. Because a couple of weeks ago, it was Boros Angels. That yeah. was kind of like the Boros build you wanted to play. Yeah. Um, also, thank goodness for Healer's Hawk <laughs> and Standard. <laughs> Oh, one, one for one with lifelink flying. One one, a little one one bird for one. Give I mean, my standard deck, buddy. Look at when I saw these lists, and I was like, I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> you yes. uh, you're playing a what? Uh, which one? Yep. A what? What? That's right. Just a little healer's hawk out there doing its job. And you know what? It was great. Yeah. There's also, um, of course. Cards like Sky Marcher Aspirant, which we've been seeing in these mono white aggro yes. decks. That's the two one for one that has flying if you have 10 or more permanents. The city is blessed. If you have the city's best blessing. Um, Banalish Marshall, obviously the three three for white, white, white that gives all of your other creatures plus one, plus one. Yeah. Great effect that you want. Your favorite buddy, Adanto yeah, Vanguard. I love Adanto Vanguard. Attacks is a three one, and you can pay four life to give it indestructible yeah. in the end of turn, so dodge a lot of removal. Something that may Maybe makes me even more happy than <laughs> Healer's Hawk. <laughs> Snubhorn Sentry. Little snubs. Uh, this is a single white, once again, for an 03 that has Ascend. If you have the City's Blessing, it gets plus 3, plus 0. I love like, it. Wow. Three what a for world. One mana. Yeah, and then uh, usually a lot of them play in Venerated Loxodon to give everything those plus 1, plus 1 counters to convoke, convoke that little 4-4 four, four out. Yeah. And then Pride of Conquerors, powerful pump stuff. Pump everything. Yeah. History of Benalia in these decks, too, to just get some yep. explosive starts with knights. So they're really just like, they're putting so many permanents on the board. Yeah. So many. If you don't have a play on turn one, you're behind. Yes. And, uh, and if you don't have two plays on turn two, yeah. you're Good really night. behind. Good night. You're, you're out of here. You're so last year. Yes. But uh, <laughs> these decks are fabulous. I was ob obviously super happy because I love I love these decks. They're exactly yeah. my jam. Um, the builds of them, though, like we said, were are a little bit different. So there's some like Andrew Ellen Bogans who took the thing down, which yeah. is basically mono white and only had red out of the sideboard for yeah. experimental frenzy. And then there were ones like Jeremy Dazani's, which was more full on Boros aggro, which had Aurelia's in the main deck and heroic reinforcements. Yeah, and I'm seeing that one here. So a little bit different. Yeah. Um, then we also had a copy of Jeskai Control. This there you was go, Wilson Mock. Yes, thank you. Uh, this has Teferi's, our buddy Crackling Drake. Yeah. Yes. Um, Deafening Clarion, Cleansing Novas. Just, you know, like, let's just clear everything out. Yeah. 
clear I it all out. had a feeling that Wilson Mock could have taken the whole thing down if he had the opportunity. Yeah. Because I do think Just Guy Control... You know, has the has the, certainly has the tools to do that yeah. versus these decks. Yes, but absolutely. he didn't quite get there. So, what did you feel like watching it? Did you feel like there was anything that was keeping him back? So, what kept him back is that the white decks just came out too fast. Yeah, he that just, makes sense. He just couldn't do anything in time. In fact, in one game, he cast no less than three cleansing novas to to wipe the board three separate times, and it still was not enough. That's wild. Yeah, to which me. honestly is surprising to me because I had a hard time online playing against this deck. But he also wasn't running any. Can is this his deck here? Let me take a look. Yeah, he have any settle the wreckage in here. That's true. I that's like the, yeah, settle the wreckage. The yeah, yeah. Um, but like it feels like it's definitely maybe a situation where you're looking at like deafening clarion on three or you're dead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And if you don't have it, like exactly, like rip. too bad. Yeah. Good. Good day. Good, and good night. Good night. Good, good day and good night. All right. Let's talk about the other deck from Yuya Watanabe. Oh, yes. This is it cool. Drake's? This is another one that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, with those four opt, four shock, four discovery dispersal, four radical idea, um, four charter course, and then just Goblin Electromancer, make them all even cheaper. Oh, so four gross. Enigma Drake, four Arclight Phoenix, three Crackling Drake. This I love it. Awesome. I love this deck. Super fun to play. Yeah. Really powerful and uh, well represented this weekend too. Yeah. This was my hot take. I was like, is it Drake's going to take it all down? But I really wasn't accounting for that heroic reinforcement set. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that one is a little too, too fast. That's legit. I mean, this is, this is, looks great. I'm into this. Megan. Yes. Looking at this top eight. Yes. Uh, what do you see that's missing? The colors green black. Yeah, it's nowhere. They're just they're just not, not there here. And I think this is a little bit of a false positive or whatever in our top eight because Golgari was by far the most represented deck in the field yeah. at something like thirty two percent of players or something like that. Yeah, but it just didn't crack the top eight. Yeah, um, I think that it's looking at these decks that made the top eight. I'm not surprised just because looking at something like we said, like all of these one drops, what is like ravenous chupacabra? Great card. Who, who cares? How? Yeah. How is your four mana enough. removal spell going to matter against any of these things? Yeah. I, I'm playing my Adanto Vanguard. Exactly. Like if, yeah, if, if I play, if I kill, a, if I use a chupacabra to kill uh, a healer's hawk, I don't feel good. No, <laughs> no you about don't. what's happening. Oh God, I have a two two. Oh, and I killed no. one one for one. That's terrible. You, yeah, that's that's really rough. Um, but like you said, uh, that's a little bit. It can be, um, a little bit misleading. Yeah. So we can look right now at. I love looking at these ones. Yeah. Uh, Wizards also posts the decks that did best by match points. Yeah. So over the standard rounds, who won the most? And this is a really interesting story, too, because a lot of people, and in this case, it's only happened, I think, very few number of times in tournament. A few decks went undefeated in standard. Yes. But... Their Those people did not did know, not how, to know how to draft. So there you go. You got to be good at both things at the yeah. PT. This guy, Guillaume Gauthier, uh, is on Mono Blue Tempo. Undefeated. Yeah. But do you know what? Not in the. T- just can't draft. Get out there and learn how to draft. Guillaume, pick up some packs, crack a draft. Okay? Yes. Okay, buddy. All right. Next um, time. So 
What do you think of this deck? Uh, Mono Blue Temple's been around. Yeah. It nearly won a Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago. It's it's excellent. It's so hard to stop if it gets its out yeah. on its early foot. There's like nothing you can do because it has so much counter magic. Um, super powerful and not surprising to me. It went undefeated. Yeah. There was a time the other day on Arena when I was playing against this and I was like, okay, I finally like stabilized. But then my opponent drew all four copies of Tempest Gin, just like basically <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Like they had Barth. played one Tempest Gin already and I was able to kill it. And then they like played another and I was like, oh no. And I was playing, I think, is it Drake's? I yeah. want to say. Yeah. And I was just like, oh no. And so I like traded a Drake with it. And then they played another one. And no, then like two turns later, the next one. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like you win this. I can't beat that many Tempest Gin. Yeah. It's not just tiny, the tiny creatures. That Tempest Gin can get out yeah, of control. It really can. Uh, then we had a red, white aggro, Magnus Lantos. Oh, Mox Champion. Deck. Yeah. Which has three copies of Healer's Hawk. Some people are running and Rusty. four Rustwing yeah, Falcons. Rustwing Falcon. Trusty Rusty. Oh, boy. That's a one-two flyer. It's an upgrade. It really is. But it doesn't have lifelink, no. so you're really paying a steep price to get that second <laughs> point of toughness. And I think, too, the Rustwing Falcon is in there because they were thinking about the mirror match, and it's going to match up well against the Healer's Hawk. That's really funny. But they didn't quite get there enough. Louis Scott Vargas's version of this build was the ultimate mirror breaker, yeah. as it had a Leon and Vanguard and a Johnny's Pride mate. Oh, I saw that. Beautiful. Well done. Yeah. I have to say, they that was the correct metagame yeah. call. It was great. Excellent work there. And who's surprised (laughs) that Luis Scott Vargas came out with like the best, like everyone, these players who are on red, white aggro had settled on the best deck of the format and that Luis found the best version version of of the best deck in the format. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yep. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. The meta meta call. Then we have an, is it Drake's? Yep. Love it. Classic. Is it Drake's? Another copy of that. Um, we have a Jeskai controlled. Now we're at 25 points okay. and 24. So eight, one and one or eight and two uh, mono red aggro here for the first time. I will not forgive this person ever. <laughs> That's Etienne Busson. Who someone was like, Megan, you're so hard on him. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> Do you know what, Etienne? I will never speak to you. <laughs> He's the one who won over uh, the GP he played the same deck. Ask me if I care. I want to tell you, Ephra was on this deck, Megan. What does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Ephra? <laughs> We're not talking. <laughs> um, and then uh, another copy of it. And then we're on some red, white, some Jeskai. Wow. So like even in these top, like you said. Top decks, yeah. Golgari being a popular choice. It is, I'm not seeing it yet. Yep. Ooh, a Celestia token. Yeah, Celestia Kenta tokens. Harane. Uh, and Celestia Midrange, which is a little different take on it, was in the hands of Seth Manfield, did pretty well yeah. at this tournament. It's kind of buried here because it didn't make the top eight or whatever, but it's perfectly viable. Yeah. So like we said, these are eight, one and one or eight and two. And here we finally hit our first Golgari Midrange. Michael Kundagraba <laughs> played some Golgari Midrange. Yeah. But that's like, that's the first one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here, Makahita Mahara, who almost made the top eight. Yes. And got... What they call dream, dream crushed, crushed out of it, which is where someone who is already locked for top eight plays their match anyways for a better seed. But yeah. also uh, in that case, which which player was it that again? Was Wilson Mock. Yes. Of Canada. Decided to play. Laying down the beats. Exactly. Uh, and Makahita Mahara could have been in that top eight. But that's what got Andrew Ellenbogen into that's the top true. eight. That's true. 
So it was meant to be. Meant to be. Um, yeah, so there we there we go. That's yeah. kind of what we're looking at. I want to mention very briefly a really cool deck that I saw. A homebrew in the hands of Sarah England from Canada. Mm-hmm. She uh, threw out her first draft, so I talked to her. And um, yeah, she's really cool. And she brought a Tezzeret artifacts deck. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's pretty spicy. Yeah. It was a really cool list. Um, and she's just like, yeah, I just brewed it at home. And I was like, that's awesome. No one's going to know what yeah. the heck you're doing. I love it. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Like, bring oh. a homebrew to the Pro Tour. It's yeah. really, I think that's dope. Why not? So, yeah, um, people who are on Golgari, I think, just kind of made a teeny-weeny bit of the wrong call Yeah. <laughs> this weekend. I don't think it's a bad deck, but um, yeah. just couldn't play. And I'm just looking here. Sorry, I'm at the 22 match points, which is 7-2-1 and one in Constructed. Yeah. Th- just a reminder that it pays to know how to draft because people yes. in this li- list Absolutely. are in the top eight. Like, right, this is where we're seeing Luis Scott Vargas. Yeah. This is where we're seeing Yuya Watanabe. And it's like, do you know what? They had solid performances here, and then they just know how to draft. Yeah, and in draft, by the way, Channel Fireball killed it in yeah. draft. They had the right read, and their their secret, they said, was that it's a very simple secret. You have to be open. You cannot just rely on your first pick to be what you're going to take and what you're going to build in draft. Yeah. Please watch for what guilds you're being passed, because if you get the Nut Golgari deck, you're going to beat the person who has a weak Boros deck. Yeah. You just got to be flexible. That's the takeaway, at least. Nice. But I Boros, like it. very good in draft. That's my other takeaway from draft. Yeah. Those two. It's things. true. I've we played against that. it a lot on Arena recently. Yeah. So. But, like, go, moving forward, like, GP Milwaukee is standard coming up next weekend. Yeah. And if you're going there or want to check it out or whatever, you're thinking, well, what can I do? You know, these white weenie decks are going to destroy my life. And it's yeah. like, no. You can yeah. beat these decks pretty easily. Yeah. We believe we believe in you. Yeah, there there is plenty of ways. Megan knows all of them of how to beat these decks into the ground. You want to talk ways to kill creatures? <laughs> oh, we can talk ways to kill creatures. <laughs> this is not a foregone conclusion. Yeah, we do not need to worry. The it's the meta is going to shift again, no doubt, no doubt. Let's talk uh, pretty quick about some top moments from the week from the yeah. pro tour. Number one featured one of our brilliant team members from Team Good Luck High Five. Yeah. Which is in 25th place, by the way, in the team series. Yes, out of whoop, how many? Uh, you know, let's not mention that, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I actually don't know. It's like 20, somewhere. 25? Near, out of 26? Near, near the bottom. No, there's like 40 teams or something like oh, that. Okay. Um, but our, our players, we had four players there. They all went seven and nine, except for Pat Cox, who went 11 and five. Nice. Which is really good record. Yeah. And uh, Kai Booty was playing the feature match area versus uh, Seth Manfield. And it was the most, one of the most amazing matches of Magic that the Pro Tours had in a long time. Yeah. Go wa- check it out and watch it. He also came to the desk and like broke down how, why he played the way he played. Yeah. It went to turns and he won on turn five. Yes. It was really yes. cool to see. And that made it into the top moments. So you can go and watch the the little highlight also yeah or you can just go back and watch the replay that's over on twitch and available to you no big deal we've got pretty good players on our team you know pretty historically good players yeah and yeah did you see this moment megan no of this at all the wreckage heard around the world no okay 
This is the other top play of, of the day. <laughs> Settle the wreckage turn around the world. Tell me about it. Okay, so in the top eight, Luis Scott Ver- Vargas versus Jeremy Dazani. Uh, Luis has one cheeky copy, as Tim Willoughby would say, of Settle the Wreckage in his sideboard. Wow. Brings it in. Last minute decision to put it in his deck as well. Even have it. But like we said, great. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yes. Right, right if, you're ex- if you're expecting to play decks that are all like your deck. Yeah. And there is a one-sided wrath available to you. Put it in. Why would you not? I think it's correct. So. Yeah. But what do I know? But anyway, he has one in the deck. Brings it on the sideboard. It was set up perfectly for him because he had a flipped Adanto the first fort in play. Yeah. So leaving mana up is not suspicious. Yeah. Because you could just make a soldier token. Yeah. Anyway, so vamp. it is Dazani's turn. And, you know, he could attack with all. He could attack with some. He does know that Luis has a one of Settle the Wreckage yeah. in his deck. <laughs> and much like the troll that he is. He is, separates his lands out so it looks like he is going to tap Adanto to make a to make a vampire. Yeah. And he reaches over and grabs a vampire token from the token pile and like <laughs> like as if he's gonna make one to attack with. And Dazani's kind of preparing his attacks, grabs a token from Luis, puts it on the table as if, let me see how you're gonna block. You know how people do that sometimes? Yeah. And Luis is just like, yeah, uh-huh, do all that stuff. And then he's like, sell the wreckage. <laughs> it was absurd there's a viewing area in the pro tour area and they were going they were losing their minds it was almost like people had to tell them to shut up because they can see what's going on but Dazani has no idea in the feature match area why people are making so much noise or whatever yeah he walked right into that door boom face plant wow glorious wow yeah those two things and they both made it in top eight moments i believe yeah so you can go and check that in daily mtg I would say if you didn't watch a pro tour, check those things out. Yeah. They were really cool. So we're here with two of the pirate boys. We've got Sam and Greg. Yay! Yay! Hello. Um, and you might notice that they're wearing party hats and we yes. brought out the old congrats balloon. For you know, a second the, turn. The, the classic good luck high five congrats balloon. <laughs> it's going strong. Yeah, it's yep. back to say congratulations because Sam Eilenfeld is our rookie of the year. That's Yay. right. Yay. We just had a little shindig and to celebrate his accomplishment, we're so proud of you. And yeah, so welcome and thanks. And you both recently played on the Pro Tour. We did. We so did. recently, it was only days ago. Yeah. Accurate. I have gotten not many hours of sleep since I last played on the Pro Tour. Greg, uh, this yes. was your second Pro Tour. It was my second Pro Tour. How is it different from your first one? Great question. It definitely felt more normalized. You know, I think when y- you might have this experience if you ever go to GPs, when you go to your second GP, you're just a little more used to the experience and it feels a little less novel. Even pre-releases, if you go to your second pre-release, you'll probably just feel like, oh, I've, I've kind of been here before and there'll obviously be different things. There'll be different cards, different people there that make it feel different, but you're a little more used to it. Um, also, honestly, this and less nervous and less nervous. Um, honestly, also, this pro tour was in Atlanta, where the last one I went to was in Bilbao, Spain. Um, and no offense to Atlanta. It wasn't even in Atlanta. It was in Smyr- Smyrna. Smyr- Smyrna. I really, I really thought you were going to call Smyrnoff? it Smurfville. <laughs> Uh, like anyway, no offense to the lovely people of Smyrna, Smurfville. Georgia, but it is not as exciting as visiting Bilbao, Spain. Um, so that was a big difference. Um, and also, 
just the the number of my friends that were qualified for this pro yeah. tour. There were just so many people there that I considered friends. It was amazing. I mean, between Sam and Matt, the other pirate boy, our friend Andrew, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, um, and a bunch and all the members of Team Tower were all there. It was just it was just an awesome experience to be with so many people. Yeah, very nice. Now you're like, I'm old hat at this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam, how was the experience for you? You got a special award in the final day ceremony because, of course, you're the Rookie of the Year. Talk a little bit about your, your fun trip. Uh, honestly, the the ceremony at the end was excellent, but that was not the best part of the weekend. This is my favorite pro tour by far, probably ranking above the one that I top aided. It was, <laughs> okay. without a doubt, just one of the best experiences being, I love magic because I love my friends, and being in uh, Smash Mouth, Georgia with my <laughs> uh, close friends, Gregory and Matthew, uh, and also the rest of Team Tower was excellent and I got to know a lot of new people and uh, I got to play against Hamish who is a sweet 15 year old who was there from Australia and he was so excited and I was just excited that he got to do I don't know it was the people I met the experiences I had topped every other pro tour that I've had so far oh that's great nice so tell us uh, Greg what deck did you play I played Blue Red Drakes or Blue Red Phoenix at the Pro Tour. It was a really nice deck, a powerful deck. Uh, I really enjoyed playing it. It's really fun. If you watched my stream before the Pro Tour, you saw me play it. By the um, way, Greg streams on our channel. I stream on the Good Luck High Five Twitch channel every yes. Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. Um, I probably will play it this week again. So if you want to tune in and watch, uh, you can do that. Um, the most important card in my deck was three copies of Murmuring Mystic in the sideboard. Wow. wow. Sick. Ooh. The reason and this was so great is because if you've opened packs of Guilds of Ravnica, you might know that some of the tokens have Maria's face on the back. <laughs> and since I played with a card that made tokens, I got to have a bunch of Maria tokens, uh, and I kept beating down my opponent with one. Yeah. one Maria. It's, it's cooler than that, though. I'm a little bird. You're what a I love bird. about this Murmuring Mystic story is that Greg randomly suggested this in a group, group chat in a chat, and his close friend tested the card a bunch. His close friend Andrew. Pro Tour champion Andrew Ellen Bogan yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tested the card, and uh, Greg did great. Yeah, partly I, because I, of that card. Well, so one aspect of this story that I should I should give it credit. I suggested a lot of ludicrous things in that group chat because. <laughs> Andrew was like, this blue-red deck can never beat the card Adanto Champion, and it's our biggest Adanto problem. Vanguard. Oh, sorry, Adanto Vanguard, thank you. Um, and, like, it's a big problem. And so we were brainstorming what blue-red cards in standard beat Adanto Vanguard. Oh, that certainly does. And so I went to uh, Scryfall, and I searched for all blue-red cards legal and standard, and I just kind of scrolled through the page, and every time I had an idea, I would send it to Andrew. Um, my, my favorite idea was to play a bunch of Sailor of Means. <laughs> Three mana, one four that makes a treasure. Oh, you're, we know Sailor of Means. And this like wasn't, you're not alone in this oh, idea, by the and, way. And, and on top of Sailor of Means, so you're getting a bunch of mana from your treasures, right? What are you going to use your mana on? Well, see, all their, all their removal is enchantment based. And wouldn't it be nice if you could return all of their enchantments to their hand at once with a nice river's rebuke. Wow. Yes. So we had a sweet yes. Sailor of Means river rebuke combo <laughs> plan to beat the white decks. Wow. I would Going not deep. suggest trying this, but, you know, go for it. 
I was worried about the white decks too. I for a while had uh, some main deck sun cleansers in my deck. Oh, wow. That is the two mana one four. That is it. That's the only relevant text. Two mana one four. I was really worried about a Danto Vanguard. <laughs> wow. And yeah. you should and be. It seems as though you should have been. Wow. What deck yeah. did you play, Sam? I played some angels. It was great. Except not all of my angels are angels. Some of them are phoenixes. Yeah. Um, Might as well be an angel. Yeah. It's got wings. So <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I, for one, call all of all birds. Birds, angels. angels. I'm just in the park feeding the angels some bread. Hi, everyone. Do you want to go on an angel watching tour? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just love Angels of North America. Question. For people who have never, like, even had a whiff of what it might be to play on the Pro Tour, just give me the top three words you would use to describe the experience. I'm putting you on the spot here. Competitive. Okay. That's one word. You get two more. They're trading off. Oh, okay. Humbling? Okay. 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 Overwhelming is that a is that that one is I a word? Use? Yeah, Overwhelming that's a word. Is a good one. Yeah, honored, honored. Okay, great. One more word from Sam. <laughs> you cannot. There, there, you two cannot. You two cannot conspire. Conspire. You here. cannot conspire. We we see you, <laughs> uh, Andrew. Ellen Bogan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good conspiring. Nice. So you had both said you love this pro tour because your friend Andrew. Ellen Bogan won the whole thing. What yeah. was it like to see your buddy getting all the way to the top eight and then getting it done? Yeah, so Sam top eight at a pro tour, and I was not there for that. So I watched that on Twitch, like hopefully a lot of you did. Um, and so I experienced this from afar. Um, it was nothing like watching my friend top eight a pro tour there. I was, I honestly shed an embarrassing amount of tears for Aww. Andrew at the pro tour. I was just so happy. So, I mean, seriously, I call Andrew my magic mentor. Um, he is literally the person that got me into competitive magic. He is the reason that I am here right now talking to all of you. He convinced me to go to my first GP. He convinced me to go to my second GP. He convinced me to go to my third, fourth, and fifth GPs. And eventually, I started going to See GPs the tears. on my own accord. There's, the tears are starting to form. Keep um, talking, Gregory. And he just, like, I don't know. He helps me so much before every tournament, and I'm not alone. He has so many people that he helps out. He constantly is giving me deck advice and sideboard advice. If you would ask me at the start of this pro tour if i could pick one person to win it all i would have easily picked it instantly off. andrew over me over sam no offense over matt <laughs> he's just like such a good member of the magic community and he's so good at playing the game and he, he really really loves playing the game and loves all the friends he's made throughout this process so hey gregory are there any people that you have met because of andrew ellen bogan that you can think of Sam, are there any people you've met because of Andrew yeah. Ellen Bogan yeah. that you can think of? I remember back in the day, there was this beautiful moment at the Akans uh, of Tarkir PTQ when uh, when uh, I met these two wonderful people, and one of them comes up to me and she goes, Hi, uh, uh, I'm Andrew's friend. My name is Maria. And then the other one comes up and says, Hi, my name is Maria. And then the first one goes, Oh, wait. I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Megan. <laughs> I want to be clear that I remembered my own name before Maria came up and said her name. I was like, I'm Maria. I mean Megan. I, I remember. I, I've heard it both ways. I did. <laughs> you're, you're the one who tells the story. What do you mean you've heard it both ways? You tell it one way, and I believe the truth to be that I remembered on my own that I was Megan. 
<laughs> but the That's point still the point still stands. You yes. heard it here yes. first. Megan knows her own name. <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, when if I think about it, like Andrew is like one of the biggest team players that I can think of in Magic. Absolutely. Um, I see him post. He plays a lot of team events, and like every team post that I see him make during team events is how like how great his teammates are yeah. um, and like yeah. when I talk to him when he's like doing an event and he's talking about how he's doing with the deck it's always the smart things that other people did with the deck um, and so yeah it is he is a great team player and it's a really great quality to see in someone yeah. there was an ongoing joke I think for a while with team tournaments with Andrew was uh, his team does pretty well, and the question was, how many matches did Andrew win, though? <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew's excellent. Andrew's great, but he tends to, I think in a, in a lot of ways, he would oftentimes take the worst deck because as, like, a team player, he wanted to play the worst in a lot. Of, like, it. that's just sort of Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you uh, if you were watching the stream, um, my voice and Sam's voice uh, might not be that unfamiliar to you um, because you may have noticed that whenever Andrew won, you heard a couple a couple enthusiastic people screaming in the back. That, yeah, that was us. Uh, if you notice, Sam's voice is a little raspy. Yeah, it's, a little, it's just a tiny bit raspy. We threw our voices out screaming for Andrew. One of my favorite moments, uh, this, this got caught on stream. Uh, you, you can barely hear him say it, but he said to LSV, you might have more people rooting for you than I do, but my friends are louder. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, great. And we were sitting with all the pros. Everyone was rooting for LSV because most people don't know Andrew and how great he is. Um, but, uh, but but we wanted to make up for it, and so we were screaming and hooting and hollering throughout the Pro Tour, uh, for throughout the finals. This is awesome. a great moment for Midwest Magic, I think. Absolutely. We've proven this season, like your Rookie of the Year appearance, your Top Four appearance. Now we've got a champion here from the Midwest. And we had another Greg Orange, Orange. Yeah. champion yeah. as well. From Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota represents. Also, Wyatt Darby, who Wyatt won the Darby. last, uh, the Pro Tour before that with Red, is, I believe, from Iowa. Are we claiming Iowa? Was the Midwest? Wow. <laughs> just leave it out. Look, we've already been mean to the Atlantans today. We can't be mean to the islands. That's true. It's, I was you know. sometimes the Midwest. Let's just burn all the bridges. <laughs> I was gonna say I was sometimes the Midwest. Sometimes it, it's kind of a swing state. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, we've got such a good community of players, and you all yeah. seem to be so tight knit and supportive of each other that I think that this might become the next kind of like little hotbed like Madison was known yeah. for for a long time. Mm. Just uh, saying. I, Andrew is an honorary Minnesotan because we we met him in Minnesota. We And he made this group t come together, really. Yeah. I mean, he's the reason I'm here. He's the reason you and Matt are here and we're a big part of this group right now. And so he's the one who books every hotel and Airbnb. Oh, that's that's clutch. He, is the, uh, he the even logistics. books hotels yeah. and Airbnbs for events that he doesn't go to. <laughs> it's, it's like true. it's like, hey, like five of us are going to a GP. Can you just book the hotel? Because wow. you're really good at it. He's like sure just pay me back and i'm like very happy that i got the rookie of the year but right now i'm just like so excited for andrew yeah. i'm so thrilled i want to just keep talking about andrew okay so. I, I have one more cool pro tour story that i need to share please with tell us yeah um so the, here's something that you might not know about what happens when your friend top eights a pro tour so when you top eight a pro tour you get the whole bracket that how the whole bracket will pan out and you get all eight deck lists that you might play in the top eight and you know who you're going to play in the first round and you know who the two people you might play in the next round and then the four people you might play in the finals. 
but and so you want to learn from this information but it's late and you have to get up the next morning to play the most important magic games of your life and so what you do is you go eat dinner and you instantly go to bed while you do this your friends stay up all night testing the matchups and so Andrew went to bed really early and the rest of Team Tower and his friends and his teammates all gathered in our Airbnb. There were about 10 of us. Um, we had some drinks. We had some snacks. We had some caffeine. We had a bunch of proxied up cards with Sharpie and we played a lot of matchups of Magic. Um, all through the night for like maybe five or six hours, we were testing his round one matchup, trying different sideboard cards, seeing what our opponent would bring in, trying to think about it. And then at 4 a.m., fellow pirate boy Matt wrote a nice little email to Andrew <laughs> saying, dear Andrew, and explaining all the things we learned, which mostly was your sideboard plan from before was correct. Uh, <laughs> but, but a couple little tips and tips and tricks. And oh, if they bring in Niv-Mizzet, you should bring in this card. Or if they bring in these types of removal spells you should take out this um and then uh and then we all went to bed and then andrew got up and we didn't see him in the morning um because he went to go have breakfast uh with sam actually uh and then we met him at the site um after getting about two hours of sleep so wow <laughs> it, was, it was such a cool experience so many people were so eager to help out and it was just really fun to be testing and and trying to do whatever you could in, to, in some little way help your friend cross the, the finish line yeah like knowing in a way it's like oh i'm not testing for myself for this topic tomorrow but like i'm testing for a pt topic I love right that now story. yeah yeah that's great I, I of course took the sacrifice someone had to go with uh, someone wanted to someone go. had to go to breakfast with them well they wouldn't actually <laughs> oh, they, they didn't the give they didn't give anyone breakfast, breakfast. But, uh, they didn't give me breakfast oh, really? but Aww. i really wanted to go to the site and wake up with him and just like you know, see if there's anything you need in the morning, like be there for him in the morning. We got up, we went to the site together. It was excellent. And we got his breakfast and we talked and he was, he was excited and nervous and it was just a good day. It was a good Sunday. Can I ask you something about yourself, Sam? Please do. Okay. So you're rookie of the year. Um, does this change how you're going to think about magic for the coming year? Um, the way you approach the game, pretty famously, if you don't know, is that he he just loves magic and having fun with it. And there was a great article on Daily MTG about it. Yeah, Corbin's awesome. Yeah, about how you love to play front desk sealed with the people who check in players at the at the site, uh, which I saw you doing all weekend, which is really cute. <laughs> but yeah, what does this what does this mean for your future? Um, the, honestly, this sounds absurd. I love having three buys at GPs, and this is in the article. But I love having three buys at GPs because my favorite format is chaos, chaos magic. And now with three buys, I of course have enough time to play a chaos draft right as the side events start at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, so instead of sleeping in till whatever, 11 in the morning, I'm gonna be getting up bright and early to go get some chaos drafts in. Great. He's not kidding. I've seen I'm him not. do this. <laughs> I've done it, and I like, love it. He's like, Greg, I know you only have two buys, but do you want to come chaos draft with me, and you can just drop after one round? And I'm like, no. 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 <laughs> no. Look, like any sane person, I want to sleep in. But, you know, the great part about chaos drafting is by waking up early to chaos draft, you increase the amount. Chaotic. The entire day is more chaotic. Oh, there you by go. By lack of sleep. So and, you're not just chaos drafting; you're chaos lifing. But you're also <laughs> chaos investing because you're less likely to day two. 
And so chaos. your day two will roughly be filled with, with more, more chaos. chaos. Oh my yeah. god! Wow, it all makes sense, really. How, Honestly, so it ask, doesn't make sense. It's a little too chaotic. We asked you all today, how are you investing in chaos? <laughs> Consider our four hundred one chaos. <laughs> Where we just spin a wheel and pick a stock. <laughs> hey, everyone, if you invested in our 401k ass, we'll hide your money somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows where? Who knows? Oh, I'm so I'm so beat uh, right now. Sorry, everybody. But um, something That's that was right. cool. You're a sleepy goblin. I'm Wait, a sleepy goblin. Can, can I ask? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. Why? Why are you sleepy? Where were you all weekend? <laughs> Working the pro tour. Yeah, you were doing some awesome Sling, coverage. Slinging that news desk life. If you had to describe being on the pro tour coverage in three words, <laughs> what three words would you choose? Great wow. question. Okay. Okay. I'm actually, the answer too. Yeah, I'm gonna have you two alternate on that. Oh, of course. Okay. Um, um great question. Uh, my first word is gonna be uh, the first one that comes to my mind is actually nerve wracking. Um, is that one word or two? Hyphenated? Yeah. It's one, like, it's one sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, strange. Ooh, that's a good one. It is rather strange. Um, I'm going to say family. Yeah. The coverage is like a little family. Yeah. We said that when we said Andrew Allen Bogan, we also said family. Yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll add to that, like, friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say that um, it feels often... Uh, important because I'm going to clarify that uh, what I mean is that it's important to so many people who are playing there and it's such a big part of their life that to be able to be part of it and somebody who's helping like showcase that importance in their achievements feels like important to the rest of their their life and their career in the game or whatever and that's mm -hmm. that's cool that's awesome um, and my third one is moose <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Wait, wait, wait. Like hair gel or the animal? The one you eat. M-O-S-E. Okay, got it. Moose. Moose. Is that the one you eat? No, it's the animal. I meant the animal. Only if you're a monster. Oh, the one you eat too. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just, I expect everyone, if you see Megan working an event, to just moose antler up and just walk around with your hands up here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so moose. It's a Minnesota thing. It's so moose. It's a Minnesota thing. For sure. The real benefit, though, is very selfish on, of working Pro Tour coverage, and, which is that we get a chance to go around and watch our friends play in this tournament yeah. and be super invested in how they're doing. And I came and, you know, kind of creeped on both of you and our other friend, Pyro Boy Matt, this whole weekend, who d finished extremely well. Matt yeah. got 14th, 14th place. place. That's unreal. And uh, you get to just kind of watch and, like, bite your nails, you know, and hope that, that, that they win their round and stuff, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we did a Pro Tour Fantasy Draft, which we've got to update the listeners on yeah. um, for cards and for people. I lost big time. I also lost big time. Yes. And we were we were going to do with with listeners, but unfortunately I messed up. I messed up and didn't have our email forwarding on, which we're I We're sorry. I realized at 4 in the morning I woke up and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't forward it properly." And then I went and checked. I sure enough hadn't. So next time we'll get this straightened out. But we played with members of coverage and we got completely and utterly destroyed. Just just really got <sighs> obliterated. Yeah. Eduardo Sajgalic yeah, he won. he won. Um, Rashad 
Would have cheated. Potentially won, except he had 20 players to everyone else's 10. Yeah. I don't even what? know how he accomplished that. <laughs> Did he, like, know. take not well-known players? No. no. You're only allowed to take 10 players. Oh. And he took 20 I players. I feel like this would be a fair thing if you, like, pick two people who are relative unknowns and you're like, no. you can take LSV, but I want oh, Gregory no. Michael and Matt Sickick Johnson. You only get 10. And he picked 20. He picked so 20, so he's a cheater. Yeah. yeah. Eduardo won players. Who won cards? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think you beat me in cards. Oh, thank goodness. Because I came in dead stinking last in players. I was probably second to the bottom in players. You, you, were. Draft, you, you were. You should have drafted Andrew Ellenbogue. That is I true. Know, I, was, we I think have. I know who won in cards. It was Andrew Ellenbogue. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 True. And do you know what? I was just thinking, we can't have done that good because we both definitely drafted some green black cards yeah we did and those were nowhere to be seen was it just the top eight that matters i think it was draft? most copies of card in the top eight wow so like venerated loxodon or sky marcher aspirant like i did not take venerated loxodon Ooh. for sure anyone with big snubs aka snubhorn no. sentry who on earth would have put snubhorn sentry in that was a card i was not expecting yeah actually. our our oh. sponsor who has lended us a bunch of cards got laughed at by game store employees really? for buying a big pile of snubhorn sentries oh, for our team to use and now they all made the top or you yeah know, some of them made the top eight history of banali and adanto vanguard were my two superstars that's true yeah those i are, think those we did both have history oh wait no, no no i didn't even pick adanto because i forgot i i picked knight of grace yeah. which was not there um, Which I that was also surprised by that. I right? wish I wish it had been there. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Head of Grace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got the card results. Eduardo also won cards wow. with uh, sixty-five points. Then Paul is second with fifty-eight. Okay. Then it's me and Marshall tied at thirty-six. Wow, that is a huge <laughs> big drop. And then you're at thirty-two, and Rashad is at thirty-two. Hold, do you have an app for Magic Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an app, it's, it's a, a website. It's a website. Hipsters of the Coast puts this out. All right. What? Here it's are, great. Um, here are Eduardo's cards. Okay. Adanto Vanguard. Nice. 24 copies. Oh, my wow. god. History of Benalia, 24. Lava Coil, 9. Shock, 4. Arclight Phoenix, 4. And here's where he really won out. He only had one green card in the whole thing. Llanowar Elves. None. Wow. Well, he had some inside info. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he did. Um, Paul's looks is basically it's the same where he only has one green black card, which is Jade Light Ranger. Okay. Um, I'm gonna remember Ranger what Danger. what mine were. Uh, History of Benalia, twenty four. Deafening Clarion, four. Yeah. Chemister's Insight, four. You would. Fairy, four. You would. <laughs> and then I have Vraska's Contempt and Ravenous Choops. Zero, zero. Zero. Yeah. Wow. So and then let's see yours. You had History. Uh, 24, Knight of Grace, 4, Arclight Phoenix, 4, and then none for Jade Light Ranger, Runaway Steamkin, and Ravenous Tube. Wow, yeah. Wow. Steamkin got me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You went with the you went with the, the variety yeah, play. Variety yeah, variety I much prefer the like all, all in. in on one team sort of play. Mm. That's really the much better play. Yeah. Ooh, here's here's Marshall's. Well, we're just gonna tell everyone he draft what he drafted. Okay. Um he has 24 history of Benalia. Four opt, four shock, four teferi, and then no plague crafter. Interesting oh, choice. Spicy pick. And none assassin's trophy. Opt is a smart guess because yeah. the Phoenix decks always play four opt and control decks sometimes play some opt. That's a, yeah. So you, you kind of it's That's it's like one. better than Arclight Phoenix, because you'll get all the Arclight Phoenix points yeah. and then maybe gain a couple. Do you know what's a good pick though? 
a Danto Vanguard. Danto Vanguard. I oh. even said on the episode, I was like, oh, like, shoot. Oh, I didn't pick I a Danto Vanguard. A Danto it's Vanguard. so true. Wow. If you had picked really it, you would have been, been up there. Oh, well. It's, and it's not just a Danto Vanguard. It's 24 Danto Vanguards. <laughs> what if, Get if out. the competition were whatever card dealt the most points of damage in the Pro Tour Top 8, Ooh. Danto Vanguard would be... Way up there because it deals damage time. on both sides. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's my favorite That's part true. about playing against a Danto Vanguard is when you want to turn the corner and start attacking them. You're like, "What life are you at?" Oh, it's four. Oh, you've activated your Danto Vanguard a bunch. I love when the when the when you attack and then you know they block with something like a token or whatever. Then you're like, "Oh, I just lost four life on my own attack. That's weird." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. you have a creature and they don't. It was like a vendetta. You know, you lost life. One thing I want to say that I really like they about these mono white decks is is they're cheap and they're easy to get. And like, a, yeah. I saw a lot of people talking about how they're easy to get on Arena, especially. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we're talking about all these decks that were played at the Pro Tour that Sam and I were at. But you know, these are decks you can all play and you can build on Arena and or just you know play two of the Pro Tour decks with your friends. And and you know, the Phoenix deck too has a lot of commons and uncommons. Yeah. Um, Red White Angels, not so much. No. Yeah. No. no. That's all. It's all about. That's all about the mythic power. That's a lot about mythic power. Yeah, the sport, the store that sponsors us was, I think, secretly hoping that we all didn't pick red white <laughs> red angels. White. Red white angels and Jeskai control. Those are the two. Uh, yeah. mythic, I hope you don't pick heavy. those. Yeah. Thanks for coming by and talking pro tour stuff with us, dudes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having us on. It was really fun chatting, and uh, I'm glad we got to talk about Andrew and spread the word about how great he is. Um, and how Absolutely. awesome of a pro tour champion he is. And Hopefully. I'm glad we got to talk about our rookie of the year and yeah. how awesome he is and how lucky we are to have such a phenomenal me- member representing That's us. That's true. Yeah. I think hopefully we're going to have Andrew on next week. Yeah. So nice. tune in next week for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Do you have anything to say about Ultra Pro since you're hanging out with Liz so much? Yeah. Um, Ultra Pro is amazing. Uh, they've got some really great, some really great, great people working for them. Especially Liz, <laughs> she's the best. You heard it there. Yeah. Ultra Pro is amazing from and the mouths of the pros the themselves. <laughs> Which is true. She's great. But also, Ultra Pro stuff is great. Yes, uh, they have. I was gonna bring them in to show off, but I forgot. They have new guild sleeves with. Uh, oh, they are so cool. The the guild sleeves. Yeah. Honestly, the, they, the color combinations they picked, it's not like the same green for the Gruel as it is for the Selesnia. They like match. Because that be so wrong. They're not the same kind of green. No, they match the colors to the guild. And like the Azorius is like a light blue with a white. And the, the Demir is like a, a black with like a dark blue. All the, the sleeves match the guild. It's excellent. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. And these are really high quality sleeves. The the guild ones are so nice. Whenever I would shuffle my opponent's deck, if they had the guild sleeves, I, they just felt so nice to shuffle with. Yeah, I'm yeah. super all, excited. I can't say mine. that about all sleeves, but these ultra pro sleeves with the guilds are top tier. They're really sleeves. cool sleeves. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, check, Keep your eyes open for those guild sleeves from ultra pro. The pros know. <laughs> there you go. Episode 303. Yes. Of, of good, good luck, luck high, high five. five.
has come for you. Ah, ah, ah. We're a little bit behind. Yeah. So it's just Halloween in our office right now. That's fine. Yeah. I'm down with that. Absolutely. It's my favorite holiday. Um, thank you all so much for joining us for yet another episode. Thank you to the Pirate Boys Yay. for coming in. Thank you, boys. Chat in the Pro Tour. Thank you, as always, to all of our sponsors. Those of you who are on Patreon, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. If you're not yet, consider it. Join the club. Join um, the club. It's a cool club. In the club. I'm going to stop. We're, you know, we'll play some some sick techno beats <laughs> if you do. Or you can play some sick techno beats for yourself. Yeah. Um, but it really does mean so, so much to us as we keep trying to do what we're doing for you. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Yeah. For all of their outstanding support absolutely and thanks to you for always hanging with us every single week we love uh knowing that you're there when we do the podcast i just imagine like a group of people wearing their headphones yeah. jamming out doing whatever they're gonna do you know relaxing to the max and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>